Welcome to our third special episode of Veterinary Vitals. I'm your host, Dina Goldstein, Media Coordinator for the Texas Veterinary Medical Association. This episode is centered around mental health in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Before we begin, we would like to tell you that if you or someone you know is in crisis, please call 911 or call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255 to reach a 24-hour crisis center or text MHA to 741741 at the crisis text line. That's a lot of information, so I will include all of that in the show notes. Now let's get into this episode. Mental Health America, MHA for short, is a nonprofit that addresses the needs of those living with mental illness and promotes the overall mental health of all Americans. It has been using its unique database to monitor daily an increase in anxiety. According to their screening data, they experienced a 12% increase in the first two weeks of March. Veterinary professionals are not immune to this anxiety and stress. In fact, TVMA sent a survey to membership And when asked the question, what are the issues your clinic is facing right now, a large portion of respondents said mental stress. To talk about stress and share some coping strategies and resources, I brought on Eden Mails. She is a licensed clinical social worker and the program director for Professional Recovery Network. Eden, thanks so much for being on the show today. So tell me about your role and what the Professional Recovery Network does. So I'm the director for the Professional Recovery Network. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and um, all people and staff at the Professional Recovery Network, we're all health healthcare professionals, so we're all either licensed master level social workers or higher. Um, and what we do is we offer support and intervention for veterinarians that may be struggling with substance use or mental health issues. We're a peer assistance program recognized by the Texas Board of Veterinary Medical Examiners, So what that means is they implemented a peer assistance program so that veterinarians can get the right support and accountability they need um, if they're struggling with mental health or substance use issues, but without potentially losing their license. Um, And so people can come to us as volunteers, or some people may be required to work with us through the board. But what's important to note if someone needs help and reaches out to us as a volunteer, their participation with us is completely confidential. So that's not, we wouldn't be communicating that to the board as well. So there are some limitations to that, but they can call us to get more information about that. So really what our goal is to make sure is to normalize mental health for healthcare professionals and the struggles that they have, as well as substance use, because what we've seen is just healthcare professionals are almost at an increased risk because of their access to medications, the stress of their job, and pharmacological knowledge. So we just want to make sure that everyone gets the proper supports in place to be as successful as possible and maintain their professional licensure. So right now with COVID-19, there's a lot of uncertainty in life for everyone. No one really knows when when everything's going to go back to normal. Um, Some people are afraid of financial um, aspects of their life. So all of these situations are leading many people to experience anxiety and stress, um, including veterinary professionals. So how would you say stress manifests in people? Like what are signs that people show that make them, that like you can tell someone's stressed? I think that's a really good question and something that people aren't always mindful of because you can have a lot of biological responses and physical responses. So you might just feel 
you might start sweating, your heart might be racing, you might feel um, tension on your heart. Some people might even think they're having a heart attack when they're having serious anxiety. So just being mindful of that. Um, also just breathing, being careful of that. Um, stress can also just make us make not the best choices. Sometimes professionally or personally, um, we might just be acting more erratic or kind of short fused. So it's just really important that we're taking care of that because then if we don't take care of our stress levels, it's also going to potentially make us sick as well. So right now it's really important that we're working on that. Yeah, which I know we'll talk about self-care later, but yeah, just having a positive, good mental health helps with um, being physically healthy and your immune response. So it's just important to have good mental health, um, especially right now. All right, so I'm sure you've um, been hearing a lot from clients. So what are some experiences or stories that you've been uh, receiving recently? So it's been interesting to see what the variety of struggles veterinarians are facing because I think right now we're not as, the public's not as focused on that. And I think what's amazing is how in tune our veterinarians are to this and how much it affects them. Um, they already have a high level of stress and now it's even more heightened. Um, so what we're seeing is just a lot of concerns about business management, um, really having to re-navigate their whole structure of their business within a really short period of time and the financial concerns with that. Some people are seeing an increased level of um, work, actually, and that's depending on like, you know, if they're more in the food industry for veterinary um, cattle animals or things like that. Um, but then also some are also have seeing a significant loss in business. So it really just depends on what they're practicing. I also thought it was really interesting that a veterinarian was talking to us recently about the guilt they were feeling um, by use, having access to these PPE products and certain medications and using them for animals versus, say, you know, when other humans are out there in need of it. So I thought that was a really interesting perspective. Um, they also have been talking about just some mixed messages and wanting some more guidance on how do we navigate these unknowns. You know, I think they're really used to having guidance from peers or curriculum and I think it's just and I think that's something that everybody's navigating right now it's just this whole level of unknown and uncertainty and we're all just taking it one day at a time doing the best we can professionally um, the isolation component is a factor too because just having to you know stay home and when you're not at work and utilizing that and that's a significant risk for someone's mental health um, if they're not being mindful of it and then I think the last thing, which is important to, you know, just normalize and bring up is that a lot of veterinarians are struggling with adjusting their level of showing compassion towards their um, clients or their patients. Um, specifically, one mentioned, you know, having to share bad news to a patient about their animal and then not being able to give them a hug or, you know, a handshake and trying to have, a how do they navigate showing support to their patients right now during this time where we can't have that close contact. That's interesting. Um, and to that veterinarian who was uh, feeling guilty about PPE, um, in case some people haven't heard, TVMA has this challenge um, where we're urging veterinarians to, to spare um, or to donate spare personal protective equipment. So, you know, just if they have, if they have enough and they have just extra that they'd like to donate to local hospitals, um, we're asking veterinarians to post a picture of themselves on Facebook and then tag five other veterinary colleagues, um, challenging them to do the same. Um, so maybe that, that veterinarian uh, can consider doing that to just feel a little better. If, you know, if he or she has spare PPE. 
Um, so there's already people who are living with a mental health condition like depression, PTSD, and anxiety. Um, and then according to the mental, mental Health America, one in five Americans already have mental health conditions and one in two are at risk of developing them. So what are some self-care tips and coping strategies you can share with them that may help people take care of their mental health at this time? And I know that's a lot. I don't know if you want to delve into that, those statistics at all. Yeah, I think right now what we're all experiencing is a heightened level of chronic stress. So we're essentially stuck in our fight and flight. Um, it's actually fight and flight, and now we added in the freeze component as well for those that kind of have a different response as well. So I think it's really interesting to see that we're actually stuck in that right now. A lot of us are, and we need to figure out how do we re-regulate and get out of that. And it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a full wraparound approach. We have to take care of ourselves and veterinarians do mentally, physically, and also with the connection component with that. Um, I think my first tip would be very mind being very, very mindful of all how much information you're taking in. Is it valid information? Um, what is the benefit for you to get that information? Um, kind of being mindful of your social media time because right now we're just, we're being bombarded by nonstop negative information. Um, and it's really, we have to take some time to kind of pause and reclaim our brain with some positive energy as well. So, for, so to do that, there's a couple different strategies. I don't know. There's numerous. So let's kind of start with more um, for mental health component or kind of how to take care of yourself mentally during this time. Um, I would always say, I think it's kind of out there right now. It's pretty trendy. It's just looking at mindfulness and um, utilizing meditation strategies. You can use apps such as Calm or Headspace or Mood Tools, and those can be really helpful for um, just starting off if you're new to meditation and or mindfulness and kind of trying to figure out what is this something for me. Uh, that's just evidence-based proven. It's going to really help re-regulate and get you out of that fight or flight. Um, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, another thing I would challenge people to do is just kind of try sitting there for two minutes out of the day, maybe after work, and do nothing. Don't have any sound or anything. And just kind of sit there and feel, what is your body feeling? Um, a lot of times we deny that we're feeling the stress in our chest or things like that, or is our jaw tense? If your jaw's tense within that two minutes, try relaxing it. Um, I think just kind of sitting there and kind of debriefing from the day and processing what you've experienced could be really beneficial as well. If you're starting to feel, I would say within that or within other areas of your workday, if you're starting to feel tension in your chest or um, any deep, you know, concerns like you're having some severe anxiety, I would encourage to do some deep breathing exercises. Um, the easiest I can walk everybody through right now would be just taking at least five breaths in, breathe in for five seconds, hold it for a second, and then if you exhale for 10 seconds, what that's going to do is going to actually force your body to relax. So if that's just something you do, you breathe in for five, hold for one second, and then exhale for 10, you'll actually notice your body is completely relaxing. And I think that's really important because veterinarians can do that. You can do that at work. You can do it during, you know, whatever you're doing in your day. Um, and it really will help to just kind of recenter you. How, how about we do that right now and ask our listeners to join us? <laughs> Sounds good. We're going to go through a couple ones, um, do it a few times and just, you know, be mindful if you do have any, um, 
you know, they always say, if you have any asthma or anything like that, if this is an uncomfortable breathing rate, definitely do just um, be mindful of that and adapt it to how you need fit. So what I, let's go ahead and do that right now. So if you want to breathe in for five, one, two, three, four, five, hold it, and then exhale for 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Then you can do it again. Breathe in for five. Hold it. And then exhale for 10. Okay, let's do it one more time. Breathe in for five. Hold for a second and breathe out for 10. Do you feel like you got more relaxation from that? You know, it's funny because I feel like I struggled <laughs> with it. You it's know. hard. Breathing is um, something that, sad to say, but we kind of, we don't think about it. We take it for granted a little bit. Um, and, you know, I think we're used to taking more like shallow breaths. And I think that's really cool about um, meditation or yoga where like you're forced to count how long you're going to breathe. And so I found myself like trying to speed it up and I'm like, just, just relax, Dina. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's hard to give up that control. And that's something else we're all struggling with right now. It's not having control over where we can even eat, go or anything. So that might be a very normal challenge. And I think that's, what's really important is for mental health and what we're focusing on our mental wellness is let's kind of reclaim control where we can right now. Um, you know, navigating your deep breathing. That's a great practice for that. You know, do we need to put in a routine for self care, you know, navigating that um, just kind of physical, we have control over our physical health right now. We're exercising um, with how we, choose to take care of our physical health that is um and just kind of how we are choosing to connect with others right now so we have that and kind of empowering people that you do have lots of other options um, where you can reclaim control right now and it's okay though if you feel a little dysregulated and kind of with all that known and out of control so i know some of the other things that we talked about um i love this uh soothing smells like <laughs> well like what are some soothing smells if someone's like okay I don't know if they can even go to a store to get candles now. <laughs> Just say if someone wants yeah. candles or, you know. That, I think, I think that's, again, the whole wraparound approach for mental wellness. Well, help, excuse me, mental wellness is just really looking at, you know, I use teas, you know, smells. Um, I think a smoothing, a soothing smell would be something like a lavender or eucalyptus you can put in. I'm not a veterinarian, though, so check to make sure before you put that in your practice to make sure that that's okay for animals or something. But, um, you know, just really there's certain smells that maybe bring you comfort, too. I know some people prefer the smell of um, outdoors or something. Can you open your window and kind of just embrace that smell? Um, so there's a lot of different variations out there, as well as just, again, teas like chamomile lavender tea, things like that that can be really soothing as well. And then music? Yes, yes. I think that's something fun that you could implement in your practice if you're struggling right now as a veterinarian. I think music can completely change someone's mood. So if you want to kind of be within, you know, whatever is appropriate for your practice, that something might be more fun and uplifting, 
or even just classical music or soothing spa music might be a good change of pace right now for everybody. I think anyone coming into the practice, either working or if they're patients, we're all in a level of stress. So I think that that is something that you can find. You know, you can do Pandora or Spotify has spa music options. Um, and also I think there's some really great singing bowl music. And so that's going to really what those are is those are more like chimes and singing um, their bowls that make humming noises that are really going to help us to recenter that you can find online as well. Hmm. And then another thing that um, we spoke about is gratitude. I, I love having the idea of having a gratitude journal. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, I think right now it's really important when we're getting all this negative information in the news and it's you might be having a lot of negative things coming into the veterinary practice is that we just take a moment to practice gratitude and that could be on your commute home if you're still having to go to the office or just when you wake up um, or how you want to wrap up your day but you know you could journal it or just do it you know in your head just trying to think of five things for the day that you're grateful for and it's really going to change your mindset and you'll start the more you practice it the better it'll the easier it'll come at first it might be hard you might just have to be grateful for a roof if you have a roof over your head walk you know water to drink um it could be more difficult for some at first but then you'll start to see it shift and it'll be a lot easier and what that's going to do is retrain your brain to instead of defaulting to a negative thought process throughout your day, you're going to start defaulting to more positive thoughts and it'll actually help you if you're struggling with depression or anxiety. And then another thing is do something that brings you joy. Um, I'll say something that brings me joy, which I don't know if <laughs> this is for other people is I love acai bowls. If people don't know what acai is. It's this uh, berry with so many antioxidants that's grown in Brazil. Apparently it has more antioxidants than blueberries and it's very trendy right now. And I love it so much that I decided to make my own. Um, and, uh, I blend it and with, with bananas and other berries and peanut butter, put it in the bowl and it has this thick consistency. And then I add uh, sliced bananas and chia seeds and cashews. And there's something about eating, um, something so fresh that just makes your body feel better. And, you know, sometimes I think if you eat healthy, maybe that's another just self-care, eating healthy, it can really affect just how you feel. So yeah, I would think it's definitely something to that. And it's, you know, part of that would be the next component for self-care is physically. There's definitely taking care of yourself and what there is a correlation between what you're eating every day and how is that feeling and affecting you mentally as well. So um, definitely taking care of it your diet right now is really important to, to not only bring you joy, like you mentioned, and, you know, help make sure you're reducing potential anxiety or depression. Um, but it's also just important to boost our immune systems too. And so that we can better fight off any viruses out there we're at risk of getting. So another uh, way to make people feel better is through therapy. And so do you want to share how that's changed a little bit with the, you know, social distancing? Yeah, I just think it's really important that people understand that right now, just because um, we're having social distancing and a lot of us are spending a lot more time at home right now, um, that you can still get help and get those supports. So right now with people in our program, we're encouraging them to reach out to online support groups, um, conference call support groups or meetings. So there's a lot of online supports that are available to everybody. If you're really struggling or you just feel like, you know what, I need some additional support right now to get through this. No one should be get, going through this alone. 
and therapy um, practices right now are all transitioning, or mostly all transitioning to teletherapy. So that what that means is you're actually going to get a lot more availability and a lot more options um, about appointment times and scheduling, and there's a lot more uh, range of therapists that you can find that's the best fit for you. What is PRN doing in terms of uh, therapy? So we don't actually provide individual therapy for our veterinarians, so that is a good clarification. We would, what we do is we work with our veterinarians to make sure we get to know them and figure out what's the best fit for them for a therapist in their area, because we're officed in Austin, so we do most of our work is done over the phone. Um, so what we do is we, there's some resources out there, you know, psychology today is a great website, um, for people to kind of filter out what are your preferences for a therapist? You know, do you have a gender preference? Do you have a, um, you know, insurance you need to look at? Do you have, you know, a faith-based preference? So I think that's really important that you look at that and filter out to find someone who's you're going to be comfortable with, um, just sharing and being your true self with. So let's delve more into the physical physical care. We talked about eating healthy. Um, we talked about drinking tea, lavender, chamomile. What about exercise? Yes, you know, um, right now exercise is going to be really important if you're struggling with any, you know, anxiety or depression. What you're going to see is when you start exercising, it's going to release those endorphins um, and really boost their serotonin um, to better your mood and help you through this tough time also going to help boost your immunity as well and then taking a bath if people have bathrooms <laughs> yes I this is part of my personal ritual I like one of the things I do when I'm just feeling stressed is I still make sure that I I feel like the bath you can visualize you're washing off the stress of the day when you're taking that it's a good transition into your normal relaxation when you get home or a shower or something like that um, I think just being mindful of that I also recommend there's an amazing um affordable massager. It's an Ashiatsu massager on Amazon. So I think just kind of taking care of your body. Do you need to do that? Do you need to rub your own feet um, or something to kind of make sure you're taking care of your body and giving it thanks for keeping you healthy and maintaining um, your life for, from day to day. Maybe I can provide uh, the link to that massage tool in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. I can send it to you. It's, it's a great tool and you can kind of adjust it and utilize it throughout, you know, different areas in your body. And I think that right now we can't all go out and get a massage for our need. Um, um, and how can we take care of ourselves? Um, we all deserve that. We all deserve a little something like that. And then the next part of, um, coping with stress and anxiety is uh, connection. So would you like to talk about that? Yes, I think isolation is just directly correlated to relapses to someone struggling with substance use. It's going to negatively impact your mental health. So just because we are more social distancing, it's really important that we're not isolating. Um, it's really that, that people are staying connected with their mental health professionals if they already have one or connecting to one if they don't. Um, again, I'd like to say connecting to a mental health professional or therapist is just a huge show of strength and showing that you're really taking that time to take care of yourself. Um, also reconnecting, I think using, using this time to reconnect with our family and friends or our neighbors is really nice. Um, reconnecting to, if you are a spiritual person or religious, utilizing that. I don't think, I think, you know, you can, a lot of churches are closing right now, but there are still online options if that's what your preference is. I think spiritual connection can be um, separate from religion or faith. So it could be something from going, you know, have your connection with nature or something like that. 
um, watching the sunset, I think to me is a very spiritual experience as well. Um, kind of just when I watch the sunset thinking about, wow, I made it through the day and that sun's going to rise tomorrow, you know, can be a really amazing experience. So just spending this time reconnect to nature, um, can be a really good component and also help you with your mindfulness. There's actually a really neat um, technique you can use if you're feeling really like, I just need to connect to something. I'm feeling really high in anxiety. Um, you can actually, if you go outside and just, if you have a space to go outside barefoot without ants or anything, I know it's hard in Texas, but going outside and just standing there barefoot for a few minutes and really feeling how that grass or the dirt feels against your feet is really going to draw you in and help re-regulate you and kind of take away the stress from the day. And there's scientific evidence to prove that that's actually working with some ions in your body and um, the negative and positive ions to really help well wellness for your mental health. And then um, you also have body scans. So how would someone do that? So that's something that I think is really helpful if someone isn't really wanting to go to the whole meditation approach, but maybe just wants to see how, where is the stress in my body right now? So you can lay down somewhere flat, either on the floor or your bed. Um, you can even do it at work if you're sitting in a chair, um, just kind of taking that moment. You might want to put some relaxing music on, but you don't have to. And start at your head or toes, you know, and kind of scan your body to see what you're feeling. So if you're starting from the top, just starting with your head, what are you feeling? Do you have any tension around your temples or your nose? Do you have any tension in your jaw? If you do, just kind of acknowledge it and then try to relax it. Maybe open your mouth a little bit, unclench your jaw, and then you can scan throughout your body. So are your where are your shoulders now? Are they up to your ears? Are you feeling tension in your shoulders? Try to relax those. Then you can move throughout your body. If you feel tension in your chest, maybe you do some of those deep breathing exercises. Um, a lot of people maybe keep also a lot of stress in their hips. So you can kind of feel through, like, as you go down, are your hips, you know, feeling tense? Maybe just being mindful of that. And make sure as you scan your body, you're actually scanning from your knees all the way down to your toes. Um, and that's going to really just reconnect you with your body and also recenter you for the kind of shake off the stress. And then there's the five, four, three, two, one game. What's that? So if you're really in a high stress situation and you're probably close to a panic attack, this is something they recommend for people that, um, may be struggling with even PTSD or really heightened levels of stress. And I think right now we're all in a chronic level of stress. So what you start off with doing is if you feel like you're just having a complete sense of lack of control and really high anxiety, what you can do is just take this moment and count five things in the room that you can see and list them off and then do four things in the room that you can touch. And then you're going to do list off three things in the room that you can hear two things that you can smell and then you'll end with one thing that you're grateful for. Wow. So that really forces you to be in the moment and be present and not worry about the past or the future, right? Yes. And you can even mix it up if, you know, you start utilizing it more, you can mix it up with your different senses. But I think that that really, what we've seen in mental health field is that really just helps bring you out of it. I think with what, what we know is with anxiety, you get kind of like a hamster wheel. And so you're on this wheel or, you know, a snowball effect and you can't get out of it. You can't get out of that cycle. So doing that tool, using that five, four, three, two, one game is really going to have to force you out of that hamster wheel. So then you can kind of get out of that negative thought. So anything else you'd like to add that you'd like to share with veterinary professionals? 
I think for veterinary professionals, they have an incredibly stressful job, but they do an amazing job at navigating it. Um, just really taking this time for yourself. Um, I think that that's, you all deserve it and making sure that you're mindful of how this is all impacting us. You know, it's, I see all the veterinarians in our program, they just truck along, you know, keep going and going until if you don't address it though, now it will down the road have a pretty intense consequence. So you need to make sure that you're addressing it now before it kind of snowballs into something bigger. Um, I really recommend the virusanxiety.com website. It's an incredible website. It has positive meditation or self-affirmations every day, how to get help if you're experiencing um, in need, if, if you're experiencing anxiety and need um, therapy. Um, and then the other thing I would really recommend for um, veterinarians that may be struggling is Trauma Stewardship. It's an incredible book basically for all first responders or helping professionals or healthcare professionals on how to take care of yourself when your, your profession is taking care of others and how that can have a negative effect on your body and also second degree trauma. And it goes into more detail about self-care and the importance of that. So it's a great resource. And if anybody is in need right now of self-care tools, tips, or support as veterinarians or is struggling with substance use and may need some intervention, please don't hesitate to reach out to the Professional Recovery Network. We're here to help you, um, and that's what we're here for, so that you can get the supports in place to be as successful and healthy as possible. And how can people reach you? So you can call me directly at um, 512-615-9176, or you, we have a 1-800-HELPLINE that's all listed on our website. You can get more information on our website as well if you want to get more details about what our program is, um, kind of, so ins and outs of it, the process, and our website is www.txp as in Paul, rn as in nancy.com. Okay, so I know you're not a veterinarian, I'm not a veterinarian, but I'm curious um, how you're dealing with this time. Like some of the strategies that you recommended, are you using those? Yes, I, I, I'm talking from personal experience a lot of this, but also what we use for, um, you know, for our participants in our program as well. So I think that what I'm doing personally is just really working on doing the whole wraparound, working on my health, um, making sure I, what I have, can control within my health right now, you know, my diet, yoga, meditation is really important, and then staying connected and doing those FaceTimes with friends and family that we aren't able to see. So I think that that's been really helpful for me as well because you know, even though I'm not a veterinarian, we're getting a lot of crisis calls right now. And so it's really important that everybody step up, no matter what your field, um, your self-care. Well, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. I, I love talking about uh, wellness and self-care. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. It's great for talking with everybody and hang in there. We'll all get through this together for sure. That was Eden Mails from the Professional Recovery Network. She comes with eight years of experience working with healthcare professionals, including veterinarians struggling with addiction or mental health issues. And as Eden said earlier in the episode, no one should go through this alone. So if you need help during this unsettling time, look into online support groups and teletherapy. I will include contact information for PRN in the show notes. And the site that Eden mentioned earlier is actually called virusanxiety.com. Check it out. We also encourage you to visit our website, tvma.org, for the latest COVID-19 updates and resources. And from all of us at TVMA, 
We hope you are staying healthy, safe, and calm. Take those deep breaths. Let's do it all together. Light that lavender candle, conduct a body scan, and even indulge in a bath. You deserve it. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Veterinary Vitals. 